Hello everyone. Uh, I'm Ayush Gandhi and uh, welcome to this podcast in which I'm going to be talking about my MBA application journey which included four GMAT attempts, two rounds of applications and finally an admit from Columbia Business School with scholarship. I really appreciate your taking out time for this. Uh first off a uh, special thanks to Network Capital and Utkarsh for giving me this platform to share my learnings with hundreds of people who could potentially benefit from this podcast. I mean really this is an initiative like no other so thanks again for that. Um uh, this podcast is divided into five sections. First I'll talk a little bit about myself, then I'll talk about my first attempt to business schools in 2017 and what all it entailed. Next I'll talk about my learnings from first attempt which were primarily the learnings from the GMAT exam. Next I'll talk about my second attempt which was in 2018 and I'll lastly talk about my learnings from this second attempt. So just moving on to the first section I'll just talk a little bit about myself. Um I'm from Gurgaon. Um I went for high school to DPS for Sant Kunj in New Delhi. uh where my aptitude for science and maths led me to a formal education in engineering i graduated from manipal institute of technology in 2012 but since i was more interested in the business side of things i ended up working in b2b sales at philips here i formulated and delivered on a two year business roadmap for a previously underperforming sales territory of south gujarat I absolutely loved my sales experience of stakeholder management and building new partnerships but my passion for learning new disciplines brought me to Ashoka University where I studied liberal arts in a program popularly known as the Young India Fellowship and I graduated in 2060 The fellowship was the turning point of my life both professionally and personally As a part of the curriculum I worked on a year long project in rural India to uplift a low cost private school by partnering with several education organizations to bring about a meaningful change in the curriculum I learned how the private sector can play an equally important role as the government in driving social impact This brought me to FSG which is a US based impact consulting firm where I spearheaded the fundraising, marketing and dissemination of a 16 million dollar education program to improve the quality of education in the 300,000 low cost private schools in India. I also provided executive and strategic support to the managing director at FSG. Through pitching our education program to 100 plus funders and interacting with several key players in education in India, I learned about the challenges and opportunities in the Indian education system. This was the time around when I started becoming very interested in the education space and started thinking about working in this space in the long term. Driven by my passion and experience of the transformative capacity of education, my ultimate goal is to start my own consulting firm that will help education-based social enterprises in India. address ecosystem barriers so that they can focus on affordable quality education for low income schools given this goal in mind i think an mba can help me in two ways first it can help me hone my strategic thinking and problem solving skill set and secondly it can give me a global perspective on the indian on the education space I'm currently headed to Columbia Business Schools in a few weeks from now to start my 2-year MBA.
I'll move on to the next section, which was which is my first attempt to business school applications in 2017. Overall, I would say this was a very hurried attempt at applications. I made up my mind quite late to apply that year. I gave my GMAT in September of 2017. I got a 710 with a breakdown of Q50 and V35. I wasn't thrilled, but at the same time, I thought it was a satisfactory performance and decided to apply with their score given I didn't have much time. For this attempt, I did not hire a consultant, so I was pretty much doing everything on my own. I started off by attending a lot of business school events in order to decide my target schools. And most people I would speak to at these events dissuaded me from applying with this score to the top 10 business schools, especially because I was an Indian engineer. So in November of 2018, just a couple of months short of my round two application deadlines, I gave GMAT a second shot. Sorry, this was November of 2017. Naturally, my focus just a few weeks before the test was not only on the test, but also on my application, given I had very limited time for that. I was also under a lot of pressure since so many people had discouraged me from applying with a 710. So overall, I thought I was just not in the right frame of mind before the test and completely bombed it. I got a 650 with a breakdown of Q49 and V30. Yes, my score actually dropped. I was quite disappointed and thought of applying to schools with a 710 now since I didn't have a better score. My target schools were Michigan Ross, Yale and Duke Fuqua. I could not apply to the top five because, again, I didn't think my test result was as good, as worthy of these top five business schools. I received an interview invite only from Michigan Ross. I gave my heart and soul for the interview preparation. In my opinion, business school interviews are just candid chats with the interviewer about your life story, your goals, and the reasons you want to pursue your MBA. I thought my interview went really, really well, and I was very confident of receiving an admit. Come March 2018, the decision date, and I was put on a wait list by Michigan Ross. I was absolutely not expecting it. And so I reached out to the admissions at Michigan Ross to get feedback on my application. And they get back to me saying that my GMAT score is much below the average for the Indian applicant pool. So if I can somehow improve my score in the next couple of months, there is a great chance that I can come off the wait list. So I become very serious about GMAT preparation this time. Going into the preparation for the third attempt, my only focus was on, was on getting as much practice as possible. This is because I thought that I'm decently good at the content, the course content for the exam, but I just need more practice. In this endeavor, I had completed the open book guide twice doing all the questions twice and I had taken all the mock tests I could find from different sources. So much so that I was able to remember specific questions and answers to them without actually solving for them. I gave the exam in May 2018. And after I got done with the exam, 
just a few seconds before the score is actually being calculated, I was expecting anywhere between a 730 and a 760. That's how well prepared I was. But I got a 670. Shocked once again. And as expected, I couldn't get off the waitlist by Michigan Ross and was denied admission by them. As a few weeks passed, I reflected on my three GMAT attempts and I knew that there was fun, something fundamentally wrong with how I was approaching my GMAT preparation. I realized that rather than focusing on the approach to answer a question, I was focusing on just getting to the answer, a kind of a brute force approach. It was at this point of time that I remembered about a friend recommending eGMAT to me for verbal during my first exam. Since this was going to be my final attempt, I had made up my mind that if in my fourth attempt I don't get a score better than 710, I will just forget about this exam. So I decided to go all out and actually purchase the eGMAT course. The structured and expansive approach of eGMAT verbal was very helpful. I thought my overall approach to answering a verbal question became much more objective rather than just relying on gut or instinct. In sentence correction, I was impressed by the depth and breadth of the course content. In critical reasoning, I loved eGMAT's frameworks on different types of questions and the cues to solving each one of them. I could feel the difference in my confidence level immediately. I gave my fourth attempt in July 2018 and scored a 750. Finally, I could not believe it. All the hard work did finally pay off. I was all set to apply for the second time and this time for round one applications. And with that, I move on to the next section, which is my GMAT learnings by giving the exam four times. Just a small disclaimer, since verbal was my weak area in GMAT, my learnings will also be primarily focused around that section. So learning one, make sure you cover all the concepts thoroughly before you move on to practicing questions. Learning two, the official GMAT mocks given by the given by GMAT, are very important and in my opinion, the most representative of the actual test. So please use those tests judiciously. The third learning, after any test, analyze not only the questions you got wrong, but also the medium to hard difficulty level questions that you actually got right. This will help you analyze your technique and discover alternate better techniques to solving a question if there are any. The fourth learning, make sure you are in the exam momentum from seven to 10 days before the actual exam. This means you should not be distracted by anything else and you should be regularly taking mocks in this period. This was actually a mistake that I had made the second time I gave the test uh, where I was just trying to think of too many things before the exams. I was working on my exam like... Uh, MBA applications, obviously the GMAT was there, also trying to juggle work in between. So just having, like making sure that your mind is a little empty and GMAT is the only thing you're thinking about also plays a very important factor. The last learning, during the exam, it's important to note that it's a computer adaptive test. 
So don't randomly guess questions in the middle thinking that you don't have enough time just to reach the end of the exam. While it's very important to complete the test, I think it's absolutely fine if you guess the last couple of questions as long as your accuracy so far has been good. With this, I move on to the next section, which is actually my second attempt to MBA applications in 2018 after I had gotten a GMAT of 750. Even though I thought that it was only my GMAT score that was pulling me back the last time I applied, I did not want to take any chances with the application as well. So I decided to hire an MBA consultant. I took help from the gentleman Amrit Hasaram, who is an ex-Booth, ex-McKinsey. And he really did a fabulous job with his frameworks to help me crack each and every component of the application. I think he was very helpful in terms of just pushing me beyond my limits, whether it was doing a more thorough school research or just adding more components to my essays without playing with the word limit. In this attempt, I applied to four schools, Columbia, Yale, Michigan Ross and Kellogg. I received offers with scholarship from Columbia and Ross and was waitlisted at Kellogg and Yale. Next, I'll just talk about each component of the MBA application and my learnings from working on each one of them. First one, the resume. I think business schools just love good resumes. So one should definitely start with this factor and also spend a lot of time in creating a powerful impactful yet succinct resume life story this is basically what all you have done so far from education to your professional life again a very important component not only for your application but also for the interview when you talk about this make sure you spend some time explaining why you did what you did for example When I say that I went on to pursue engineering, I also talk about that I had an aptitude for science and mathematics in school, which led me to an interest in engineering. So instead of just stating the different turning points of your life, I think it's very important to call out the reasons for those turning points. The next section, why MBA and your long-term and short-term goals? Another very important component in the business school application. Reflect very well on these questions. These are very personal questions. So there is no right or wrong answer. But I think one thing you can work on ensuring is that your life story should be well tied to your goals and they actually connect. The next section, why a particular school? This, I think, is a slightly underrated component of the business school application. Make sure, you're, make sure you're doing a lot of research on why a particular school interests you. What are the different programs, different initiatives at the school that will help you in your journey? And in order to get this data, try to speak to as many people as possible. This could be current students, alumni, professors, people from the admissions committee, etc., Overall, this part of the application was something I wasn't very comfortable doing since it meant reaching out cold to a lot of people at business school. But trust me, it's helpful. Schools love it when you show depth of research and you can actually prove to them that theirs is the school that you really want to get into. 
and people in business school are also very friendly and open to having chats so just make sure you're asking them the asking them targeted questions and you're structuring the conversation that you're having with them the next section letters of recommendation although important i would suggest don't spend more than 15% of your time on these in my personal view i don't think letters of recommendation are deal makers or breakers unless obviously you screw it up i think they are just a third person's validation of what you put in your application so as long as that is coming out i would suggest don't sweat too much about these the last section which is the interviews as i mentioned before business school interviews are just candid chats with the interviewer either an admissions person or a school alum about your life story your goals and the reasons you want to pursue your mba so it's not a stress interview at all i've seen a lot of lot of people lot of uh, friends who've been who stress about business school interviews and that's how they end up uh, screwing it up so you just have to be very confident about your application your journey and at the same time be grounded and humble in my personal view like the letters of recommendation these aren't necessarily deal breakers or makers unless obviously you screw it up with that i would like to end this podcast hope you guys found it useful please feel free to reach out directly if you have any clarification or any further questions thank you so much for your time